My family had great intentions and they did the best they could do with what knowledge they had about life. And then when they rejected me, it was only because they couldn't understand the choices I was making. It just went so far against the grain of how they were taught to live their lives that my father, and I think he got a lot of pressure put on him also by his family, by his older brothers. So I was the one that had to fight for all the rights, whereas my sister and then my brother who came along later, it wasn't as tough on them, but I was the rebel. And so by the time I was 18, 19, I realized I had to get out of Dodge if I was gonna live a life that I wanted to live because my parents expected me to marry the plumber and move next door in an aluminum sided house on the same block in New Jersey. I mean, that was their greatest hope for me. <laughs> and, you know, when I said to my dad, I want to go to college, I go, what are you crazy? You know, girl, you're a girl. Why are you going to waste the money? You know, <laughs> that kind of attitude. So I knew I couldn't be me. So I left home. A rebel against the lineage and expectations of her history, she has lived a full and colorful life. On her resume, a list of risque appearances and life experiences that have given her not only the credentials to have authored three books, but also the bragging rights to own the narrative of a life lived on the edge. Memoirs of first love, of motherhood, of survival, of abandonment, and of pains turned to gifts as she lives forward by the beat of her own drum. I was his rebound relationship coming off of a marriage that he was very unhappy in. He had another daughter when I met him, four-year-old beautiful girl, Laura. And uh, I fell in love, but he was not having it. Like when I got pregnant, he didn't want me to have the baby. And at some point I decided to go against his wishes and live out my own thing. It, although I wasn't trying to have a baby, I didn't even think about being a mom really until it happened and then the biology kicked in and I found myself wanting to have the baby and that created quite a stir in my family of course. I was always bad, I was always the bad girl. I wasn't accepted and then my dad disowned me. In overcoming her obstacles, she calls herself a counterculture diva and as she embraces the title, she pays tribute to a community that loved her into their fold growing up in New Jersey and coming from that family that rejected me and this entire queer family, drag queens in San Francisco who thought I was cute and funny and put me in a show. I was good friends with Divine, John Waters fame. He, got, he guided me to be in my very first stage production with all these drag queens in San Francisco. And that was the beginning of my counterculture diva days. And I raised my daughter in this community because I had no family support. So I lived on welfare and I did free theater in San Francisco with all my queer friends. And when the AIDS crisis hit and I started losing friends with AIDS complications, and some of them were incredibly close to me. To me, they were my family. The queer family was it. They were like everything to me. And when I started losing the closest of the closest friends, it was really hard. It put me through a big funk, you know, like a depression for a lot of years. And it took me also my spiritual strength to pull myself out of that. I don't want to repeat it, but I'm really grateful for it because it brought me to who I am today, which is not the same person at all. Years she has lived, arisen to the status of caring mother to a loving daughter she has grown. In her, a searching testament to the tenacity of a survivor. And through her courageous openness, her honesty to share, and by the optimism and humor she glows, she laughingly speaks of vulnerable memories of a family's reunion 
and just how powerful the miracle of forgiveness can be. My parents were so excited that I was coming home to visit and they had just gotten home box office on their television. And I found out that a movie that I was in, I played an extra. And at the time when we made this movie, I was working as a nude artist model. So they contacted the agency. They wanted women that would stand nude in front of camera and play somebody in this lineup being checked by the matrons. And they placed me right next to the lead. <laughs> Because she was in her underwear and she had a robe, but we were just all out, everything, standing there while they're shooting this scene. And I think she even delivered a line to me. I had no, I had no lines, but I was the extra, and so I'm very, very visible. <laughs> and that weekend, I was with my parents. They were showing it on HBO, and I was like, oh my God, they're going to see this movie with me naked. And I didn't know what I was going to do, but I was saved by the baseball game because the movie was airing right at the time when my father's game came on. So, of course, they didn't watch on box office, then they watched the game. Because I was terrified if they had ever known that I did that or if I was working as a topless dancer and all the stuff I had done, even after they had forgiven me for my sins, that would not have been good. But the older I got, part of the story is that I was the child, the bad child, right? That came home and spent the night in the cancer ward with my father in the hospital until we could get him out of there because he, he was freaking out. He didn't want to be in the hospital. And we set up home hospice for him. And I'd sit up with him at night when he was ranting and raving and being delusional. And he really let me know how much he appreciated me. You know, when he would have lucid moments, he'd come through and he'd say, you're my angel, you know, and he knew he was dying. So that's part of that story of how that full circle happened with healing. The bad daughter was the one that he ended up loving and respecting. A 180 degree turn of perspective from the days he exiled her, her father calls her angel, evidence to the reaching grasp of love and the bonds of family. And even though he had come from troubled youth, things like witnessing the murder of his own father, he proves of how strong the links inside the locks of our own hearts can be forged. For in her eyes she loved him as he was. And even though their paths grew wide apart, in the end the circle was ultimately completed. So in honor to my new friend Dolores, you have gained our love and respect. For in the telling of your story, my hope is that we might all break through the chains of the hidden births that tempt to divide us. Never underestimate anyone you see or judge what you think you might feel like you know about them because you never know what kind of life somebody's had. Open your heart, you know, can't hurt. I mean, it could hurt. <laughs> You'll learn something from it if it does.